of Hashem, we are learning Baba Kama Daf Lamed Hey. We left off on Daf Lamed Dalid Amid Bey's eight lines from the bottom of the Amid, beginning with the Gemara. The, the Gemara is going on the Mishnah. The Mishnah told us regarding a person who burns someone else's pile of grain down on Shabbos, God forbid, because of the rule of come labor the Rabbah since that's an act in violation of Shabbos, so for which there's a Chiv Skila, or a Chiv Chatos, Chiv Kares, so there won't be also the financial penalty, you'll be potted to pay for the damage. Now, we're going to learn a very important Machlekes, Rabbah Bohu and Rabbi Echenon. Says the Gemara, Tani Rabbah Bohu, Kamei Rabbi Echenon, Rabbah he wasn't quoting his own, but he taught a brice in front of Rabbi Yechanan that kol hamekalkel and peturin when it comes to isur meleches Shabbos, meleches machsheves asra tayram, a purposeful constructive act, and the rule normally is that a destructive act midah oiraisa is not in violation of Shabbos midarabanan you can't do any destructive act. But Midaraisi not being Mechal Shabbos. However, the Braisa that Rabbo said made two exceptions. Chutz Mechayvil, one who inflicts damage on another. Even though it's an act of Kilkul, you're Chayiv Midaraisa for Chilul Shabbos. Or Umavid burning something down. And Ashi brings beautiful, right? Go, you see two, three lines in the, before the, under the Gemara. In the first wide line, time of the Mesech the Shabbos, that how do we know that Choyvel that is Chayv? Simple. Since there was a need for a Pasuk to tell you that you can do a Bresmil on Shabbos, you do it even on Shabbos. If an act of wounding would be exempt, then why would you even think that Mila would be prohibited on Shabbos? For Hashem to need to write a passage that you could do it on Shabbos. Is that ayah that wounding is always chayef. By Milan there is an exception. And likewise, since there is a passage that prohibits the based in melting the lead. If a woman, a baskain, has to get burned for committing adultery, so the Torah answers us doing it on Shabbos, what would be the isr here? The melting of the lead, burning. So here you see that burning on Shabbos is also, even if it's called an act of kilku. That's what we learn in Mesech to Shabbos, and that is what Rabbi Bo was teaching in front of Rabbi Yechanan. Rabbi Yechanan heard this b'raisa. He was so certain this b'raisa is wrong, so he tells Rabbi Bo, Puk, Tanei Lebara, go outside and teach it out of my yeshiva. This b'raisa is not authoritative. This b'raisa is not correct. Now, as Toysavus beautifully points out, really, we learned in Mesech to Shabbos, Machlekes, Tanoim, Rabbi Yehuda, and Abshimen regarding Mechalkel B'Shabbos, that Rabbi Yehuda is the one that says you're Pater, Rabbi Shimon is the one that says you're Chayef. Toysavus understands that the Machlekes Rabbi Yechelen and Rabbi Bo here is in the Shita of the Tanah Rabbi Shimon. That when Rabbi Shimon says Mechalkel and Chayef, did Rabbi Shimon mean Mechalkel and Chayef if there's some sort of purpose for it? But even Rabbi Shimon is made if it's just destructive, you're Pater, which is Shittas Rabbi Yechanan, and Rabbi Bo holds, that Rabbi Shimon holds, that by Choyvel Umavir, even if it's pure destructive, these are the exceptions, and you're going to be Chayv anyway. So again, Machloikas, Rabbi Bo, Chayv, we agree. Mekalkal and Meshavah's Pturin, Choyvel Umavir is Chumra, Rabbi Yechanan is Mekal. Now, says the Gemara, how does it come into our whole Baba Kama discussion? 
Says the Gemara, the Imtim Suleiman Mishnah, Rabbi Yechilin himself was made. Ah, one second, look at our Mishnah. What does it say in our Mishnah? It says in our Mishnah that if a person burns down a Gaddish Bishabbos, he's potted to pay for damages. Why is he potted to pay for damages? So we spoke out because Kamalei Bidarabamine, which means since you're Chayav Misa, why am I Chayav Misa? If Rabbi Yechilin is right, and Kol Hamakalkalin are Peturin even by burning, so there's no Chayav Misa. If there's no Chayav Misa, then he should be Chayav to pay for the damage. Oh, so Rabbi Yechiren says, you know what our Mishnah is referring to? Only Chayvil B'Tzorach L'Kalboi. If a person is damaging, burning a goddess down because the person, Chveis, uh, a person, Chayvil on the parent because his dog needs blood. A terrible thing. So the person is damaging his parents, wounding his parents to get blood to give to his dog. So there is a purpose. It's not called a pure act of kilko. Or Mavir, he needs the ashes. That is where the Mishnah says, come lebe the But if there wouldn't have been the aspect of for a purpose, then there would not be a chiyuv in the case of a misa. And if there's not a chiyuv misa, then you would not be exempt from the damage. Says the Gemara Tanan. Here's going to be a kasha and Abiyichinan. Says in our Mishnah, Shoyro, Shehid, like I said, God is Bishabis, you're going to be Chayiv. However, Behu, Shehid, like I said, God is Bishabis, Potter. Ah, and as the rule is, whenever the Mishnah contrasts two dinim one with the other, they have to be speaking about more or less the same scenario. If not, it's not a contrast. So, Vikatani, who Dumi, the Shoyro. If we're speaking, we're contrasting him making a damage versus his ox doing the damage. They have to be speaking about the same scenario. Now, the ox doesn't eat ashes. An ox is down a burning. And on this case, turning to the flamed hay, it's not a kilkul for a purpose of a tikkun. It's a pure act of kilkul. Nevertheless, what did the Mishnah tell you? The Ketani, Potter. Why is he Potter? And the Mishnah said the words, well, the words in our Mishnah is, who here we're using the words, because of the concept of So here is a kashal nabi and here you see that an act of pure kilko is also in violation of Shabbos. And that's the rule that Rabbi Baal taught. That Answers the Gemara Loi. Rabbi Yechonim will learn the Mishnah. I agree with you that, that who and Shoira have to be speaking about the same case. But you are basing your question based on the premise that an ox will never burn something because it needs the ashes. He will only be potter from Tashlumen if he did it as a kilkul litzoyrech. It's not pure kilkul. And the ox is speaking about a case that the ox burns something because the ox needs it. Yeah, where do you have a case where an ox is intelligent enough that it's burning because it needs the ashes? Yeah, that an animal can be smart. The animal can understand that it needs ashes to help itself. For example, you have an intelligent ox. That it got bitten on its back. And the ox, because of that, wants to burn the goddess down. The in the igandar bekutma to roll in the ashes. The ox feels that the ashes will somehow help his wound. Now it's not that the Mishnah is only speaking about a case where the shoyer did it for a purpose. The din that a man is chayiv for the damage that a shoyer does is avada whether the shoyer did it for a purpose or not. 
I'm chayv to pay. But for the Mishnah's contrast to work in the same case. So yet, instead of saying, who? Say that the case of where they are equal is that they both did it for a purpose. In other words, Atkan were learning that Rabbi Yechon and Nizmaida, that if his act would have been pure kilkel, for which there is no chi of misas skila, there's no chilul Shabbos, you'll be chayv to pay for the damage. We don't say, come, let me do And by the way, we know, you're the inon, how would you know that the ox is doing it for its own purpose? Because the lobasa, the kalya, you see that the ox, after it burned this stack down, rolled in the ashes. So you can even know that it did it for a, for a purpose. In there was an ox, that belonged to the household of Rafapa, to have a coven lay that his teeth were hurting him. And oil it went and it pushed a cover off a barrel barrel of beer, and drank the beer, the itzi. Because we see from all this, that an ox who does something that's destructive, if an ox is a pikeach, it can be doing it for a benefit for the ox. And that's how the Mishnah fits. Yeah, Let's use the same logic in the nation of the Mishnah that they both shamed. I can accept that a shor can do something for its own benefit. It damages because it needs the ashes. It drank beer because it needed to heal. But if you're saying that the concept of shor how do you use that by busha? A shor is not intelligent enough to do something to purposefully want to Says the Gemara, you don't need that. And now we're making a good chazara of something that we learned a few days ago. By Adam Hamazik, you're chayef to pay for Nezik. Adam For the other Dalad Varim, we learned for that, there has to be negligence. It has to be negligence. Or like Rashi says, we keep on quoting the Rashi, Karav Lamezit. And in the other Dalad Varim, Gufa, we learned the difference between three and four. Between Sar Ripoy and Sheves, there there has to be negligence. If there's negligence, even with Al Kavana Lahazik, you'll be chayef. There was negligence. Or some negligence. For Abusha, we learned not only do you need to have negligence, but there needed to be Kavana Lahazik. However, Rabba taught us, you only need Kavana Lahazik. You don't need Kavana Levayish. Even if there wasn't Kavana Levayish, as long as there was Kavana Lahazik, you're chayef to pay for Abusha. So now it works. Yeah, Shoyre Dumi Didei. An ox has kavana lahazik. So now the Mishnah works. Kegoshin is chavan lahazik. The Amar Mar, as we learned when it comes to the din of Busha, that if neschavan lahazik, even though shalin is chavan lahazik, you're going to be chayv to pay for damages. So the kids said, our Mishnah did not refute Rabbi Yechanan. Now, the whole question of the Gemara from our Mishnah against Rabbi Yechanan was premised that when do you say, come lay with the Rabbi Minei, when the person is actually going to be high of Misa. Now that you're high of Misa, you're exempt from paying Mominus. And that was the whole problem. If Mechalkel B'Shavos is Potter, even according to the Tana Rab Shimon, if you're always Potter, so then why would you say, Kam So now comes along Rava, and he says, the whole premise is wrong. It's, to begin with, not a question on Rabbi Yechenon. 
Don't say that the, the Mishnah is speaking about a case that the Shoyed had a Kavana, that the person had a Kavana. We don't need any of that. Masnisin is speaking about a case of a Shoygik. The whole thing was unintentional. If it was unintentional, there was no Kavana to be Mazak at all. However, and we learned this many times, and we'll learn this many times, that Rab understands the din of we don't only say it in the case where the person is going to be actually chayef for the more serious transgression, even if he's going to be potter, because it was a shaygig. If that is a transgression type that carries sometimes the penalty of Misa's Beisdin, then you will always be potter from Tashlumen. Because of the rule of Kamle Midar And where do we learn it from? The Tana had the following price. It says in Pashas Emmer, there's one Pasik that juxtaposes. In the same Pasik, it says, Umaka Behema Yishalmena, Umaka Adam Yumas. We're speaking about an Adam Hamazik. That if a man damages another animal, he got to pay for the damage, right? And if an, a man, God forbid, kills another person, the, the murderer has to be put to death. Why did the Tzayda put them together so that Braisa taught the following? To compare the dinam of Maka Adam to the dinam of a man who's Maka Behemoth. If a man damages an animal, one of the rules for Nezek damage for Adam is that Adam Mu'ad Lo'ilam. Which means, there is no difference whether the man damaged an animal inadvertently or b'meizid. Intentionally, unintentionally. Here Rashi says that when it comes to the din of Golus, when a man, God forbid, manslaughter someone else, there, there is a difference whether he would, the example the Torah gives is that he was, he was hacking wood with an axe. And a piece of the iron went flying off the axe. When is the person Chayv Golos? When he was on a downward movement. When it was Derech Yerida. Then if the iron went flying off and killed someone, he has to go into Golos. If the iron flew off when the axe was going up, we'll learn that a Masech Tamakis, then he'll even be Potter from Golos. But when it comes to Tashlumen, we don't make a difference between Yerida and Aliyah. We never say Lepaitre Maming. When it comes to a man dam- damaging an ox, we say, Elo, no matter when, you are mazik, So the reason why the Torah puts in the same pasik, Make behema yishalmena. U make adam. It's an end. And make adam, you must teach you, af make adam, when a person hits someone else. That we say that whenever a person kills someone else, whether he'll actually be killed for it, because he did it, demaze it, whether he'll actually have to go into Golos, we don't care. When it comes to the concept of any act of murder is all equal, that you always exempt the pay from the money. So the law of it all being equal when it comes to Maka Behema is being imposed on Umake. Adam Yumas doesn't have to mean Yumas and not pay only when you are actually Yumas. Whenever you killed another person, even if it happened in a way where you won't even be punished for the murder, you will always be exempt from paying the money. And now our Mishnah works. Rabbi Echanan is right. Mikalkal B'Shabbos is potter. Even with Abshimen, if it's pure Kilko. Nevertheless, if I burn something, since there will be cases that if I would have burned it for a purpose, if that would have happened, I would have been Chayev Skila, 
or b'shoigeh, I would have been chayav achatos. So now I say, come let me do regardless. Now, how can you speak? How can you say that our Mishnah is even speaking about b'shoigeh when the Mishnah uses the words And these are the words that we ended off from the Mishnah that flamed all of them at base. Answers the Gemara, that's the way you learn Pshat in the Mishnah. That Hachi Ka'amar, Kivin, that if the person, in the case of a person, Hidlik Asagadish B'Shabbos, if he would have done it, B'Mezid, B'Mezid would have to also mean over here that he had intent to burn it down, but he did it for some sort of constructive purpose. He needs the ashes. If he would have done it in a certain scenario, Nidin B'Nafshay, and Behechi, Dami, where would that be? That even let up Shimon, pure mechalkolus potter, that has to be a tzoyrech, tzoyrech boyla afroi, has to now, even if it was done without any purpose, who do me a deshoyroi, you will always be potter, potter from tashlumim, beautiful. And let's remember this din, because we had this many times in Ksubas when we learned this, we learned this many other times, that Rabchizkia had this braiso, kamlei midarabamine, means that if it's an act that could carry the penalty of a more serious penalty, then you are always exempted from the lesser penalty, whether you're going to be punished or not. Okay, moving on to the next Mishnah. Gavaldik. Says the Mishnah, the flamed hay on the from the bottom of the Amit. Shoir, shohoyeroidif, acher, shoir, acher. It's beautiful that we're learning different, different topics. Really, the topic that we're starting out here is the topic of Mamain Hamutal Besafik. Sumcha says, Yachloiku. And the Chachamim hold always, Hamaitzim Mechaveri, all of Arai will explain all of this. Let's start learning the case of the mission. There was an ox running after another ox, the Mazik and the Nizak. And later, we see that the Nizak's animal, Vuhuzak, got damaged. No one saw the Mazik's ox doing the damage. Now, there was a stone in that area. Could be the Nizak's axe, if tripped on the stone. Parenthetically, even if the Nizak's axe was running away from the Mazak's axe, and that's why it tripped and got injured, the Mazak is only a grama here. If the Mazak's axe didn't do the goring, then the Mazak will be exempt. So now, the owner of the, the Nizak is saying, hey, you gotta pay. You know, Tom, Muad, whatever, you, you, gotta, you did it. And the Mazak, the owner of the house, is Loi. He got injured on the rock. Says the Mishnah, The onus of proof is always on the damaged party. He's the one that wants to take the money out of the mazik. Prove that the shard did it. Now just to open up the possibilities of our Mishnah, which will be very important, either we learn shot in the Mishnah that each one is claiming their claim, that I know that the Nizik is saying that your ox did it, the Mazik says, I know that it tripped by itself, or the rock did the damage. That's one. Or each one is saying, we don't know. And that will be of great significance. In other words, is it Shema Shema? Is it Buddy Buddy? Is it Shema Buddy? We'll see all these scenarios in the Gemara. And that will have a difference. That will have an effect. There will be enough Kamina whether Buddy Buddy, Shema Shema. Next case. If there were two oxen that were running after one ox, and as the Rishoyim say, and Adim testified that it was an ox that did the damage. There's no issue, there's no question whether it was a rock or not. However, the Adim don't know whose ox did the damage. So there are two people. So now, so there's Reuben, Shimon, Levi. 
Reuben and Shimon's ox were chasing Levi's ox. We know from Adim that Levi's ox got damaged from one of the two. So Levi wants payment. So Levi goes to Reuben. Reuben says, My ox? Reuben tells Shimon, he's not telling this to Levi. Levi is the, is the damaged one. He's telling Shimon, your ox damaged, you pay Levi. And, and Shimon tells Reuben, Again, Shema Shema, buddy buddy, turning the page, says the Mishnah, Reuben and Shimon are exempt, says Rashi on top of the because Levi, the onus of proof is on Levi, he can't, Reuben pushes him to Shimon, Shimon pushes him to Reuben, and until he can prove with Adam which ox did it, they're both exempt. Continues the Mishnah, If both oxen that were pursuing the Nizak's ox belong to the same person, they're both chayiv. Oh, so that, we'll leave that to the Flamad The word that Rashi says right away, and the top of the end line. It's not Shneim. Here, you know, we have Adam, damage, you own both, whether it was animal A, animal B, should be Chayev. We'll see that, we'll leave that for the Gemara. Next case. Let's continue with the same case, that both of the pursuing oxen, belong to the same person. And there's only one animal being pursued. However, the two animals that were chasing Reuben and Shimon. Reuben owns two axes. Shimon owns Nebach, the, the ox that's about to take a beating. And one of Reuben's oxen was the ones that did it. Ah, but one was big and one was small. Now what did we learn? What's the Dintamam what? That if the animal of Reuben's, if both of Reuben's oxen were Tam, not only does he only pay Chatzinezek, but the Chatzinezek has to come from the goof of the Mazik's animal. Which means that if the goof of the mazik's animal is not even worth chatzinezek, he won't pay him even he won't pay more than the goof. So here the nizek is hoping that it was the larger animal that did the damage, because from the larger animal it can at least collect a chatzinezek. The mazik is shouting, no, 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 no. Yeah, one of my oxen did it. The little one did it. The smaller one, the one that has less value. So you cannot collect more than that amount. The nizik is shrying gadol hizik. Vamazik is saying loiki no no nish. No, what was it? Cotton hizik, or a similar scenario. Continues the Mishnah that the, again both pursuing oxen, both mazikin belong to the same person. So there's Reuven and Shimon. Reuven has two oxen. Nebuch, Shimon is the Nebuch here. Shimon's ox is the Nebuch. The only thing is that Reuven's oxen, one of those oxen was a Tam, and one is a Muad. Here another Nafkamina. If the Muad did the damage, Shimon says, pay me Nezek Shalom. If the Tam did the damage, you only get Chatzin Nezek. And here there's an added Chiddush, as the Rishonim say, big Chiddush. You would argue, since the Muad, by definition, is a Muad, he already in the past gored three times or two times. So one might argue, now that Shimon's ox got gored, who probably did it? The Muad ox. The Muad ox is more prone to damage. The mission says that's not a proof. You don't know that. So, Echotan Echad Muad, Hanizik says, Muad Hizik. I want Hezik Shalom. The Mazik says, Loiki, Elotam Hizik. 
In all of these cases, says the Mishnah, the onus of proof is on the Nizak. Let's go to the next case. Now we're starting, not that there were two pursuing animals, and only one animal being pursued. Now we're going to learn that there were two animals that got damaged. There were two and two. Hoyo hanizakin also shnayim. Echel gadol echel katan. And vahamazikim shnayim. Echel gadol echel katan. What will be the advantage again? The mazikin's animals were tamin, which means that the nizik only gets megufoi, chati nizik megufoi. Here also, the nizik had a big animal and a small animal. Now, if the mazik's cotton damaged the nizik's gadol, then the nizik won't even be able to get half of the damage because it has to come from the goof of the mazik. It's beneficial for the nizak that the godal mazik damaged the godal nizak that the cotton of the mazik damaged the cotton of the nizak at least both times they'll get at least half of the nizak hanizak is saying godal hizak as a godal and there is enough in the godal to cover chatsi nizak and the cotton damaged the cotton there's enough chatsi nizak to be covered from the cotton but the mazik is saying loy ki the cotton was the one that damaged the godal now, the godless cotton. Now, the godless cotton doesn't really make a difference. In other words, he's for sure going to have to pay chatzinezik of the cotton. The question is, will he have to pay for all of the chatzinezik of the nizak's godel? He'll only have to pay chatzinezik of the nizak's godel if it was the mazik's godel that did the damage. Or again, echotam echot muad. The nizak is saying that the muad is the one that damaged my godel. Because he wants to get paid Nezek Shalom. So he would rather to get paid Nezek Shalom, not for the cotton's damage, which is a lesser amount of money. He wants to get paid the Nezek Shalom for the larger amount of them. And the Thomas cotton. That's for the benefit of the Nezek. The Mazik is saying, Loiki, Ala Thomas cotton. In this case also, says the Mishnah, so now we'll start learning the Gemara. So before we learn the Gemara, let's speak out, let's explain the case of Sumchas and the Chachamim. There's going to be a Braisa that's going to be quoted here in Bavakama Daf Mem Vav, says Rashi. Now the case of the Braisa is the following. That you have an ox. And the ox is running after a cow. When you discover the cow of the Nizak, the, there is a fetus laying on the side of the cow. And the fetus is dead. What is the question? The mazik is going to say, the cow aborted the fetus before my ox hurt your cow. Nothing to do with me. The nizak, the owner of the cow was saying, no, 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 your ox gored my cow. And that is what caused the cow to abort. So you have to pay for the damage of the fetus. Yeah, whatever, however you evaluate that, Tamar Muat, Nezek Shalim, Chatsi Nezek, that's not the issue. The issue is that we don't even know if the Mazik was the one that did the Nezek. Now this is a case in which Sumcha says, Cholkin. You have a doubt, divide. How do you apply that? So let's say if the, if, the, if, the, if the loss of the fetus is a loss of $100, if the Mazik's ox is a Tam, so even if he's Chayv, how much would he have to pay? 50 If Sumcha says, Cholkin, Yachloiku, he only has to pay 25. 
The Chachamim hold Hamoitzi Mechaveri Olavarayim. The Nizak is the one that gets, wants to get payment from the owner of the ox. Proof that the ox was the one that caused the animal to abort. That is the Machloikas between Sumchas and the Chachamim. Now, what is unique in this case is that this is a case where no one knows what happened. That's the scenario. We're going to call this Shema Shema. The Mazik doesn't know what happened. The Nizik doesn't know what happened. We'll call this a case where there is an inherent doubt. No one knows. Not only Beisden doesn't know. The Mazik and the Nizik don't know. That is where you have the Machlekes. The question is, do you amplify the Machlekes of Sumchas Darabanan? Are you to say that even in a scenario where the Nizik is saying, I know what happened, and the Mazik is saying that I know what happened, so you don't have an inherent doubt. There's only a doubt for the Beisden. Will you also have the Machlekes of Sumchas and Abanan there as well? That we don't know from the Brais. So now let's begin the Gemara. Whether you have the word Zoysimeres or not, Zoysimeres, Chalukin, Olav, Chaveira, Bal Sumchas, the Omar, Momin, Hamutal, Besafik, Choylkin, Rabchia, Bar Abba. When it came to learning, our Mishnah said that the purpose for the Mishnah writing this halachem, and we understand that our Mishnah is speaking about a case of body and body. Let's go to the first case. The ox, my ox is running after your ox. But we discovered the ox later injured. We don't know whether the ox did it or whether it tripped on a stone. We don't know that. So you can either learn Pshat and our Mishnah just like the case of the Braiso, which is that no one knows what happened. It's Mamash like the case of the fetus. But he is learning, not know, that, and it's the words of the Mishnah, that each one is claiming they know what happened. The Nizik says, the Mazik, your ox did it. The Mazik says, loy, key. No, not that. It tripped on the stone. Each one is claiming body or body. And our Mishnah, who's saying, is emphasizing, that's the way Rabbi is learning, that even though Sumchas would also say in this case, is that we don't say that. That the Chachamim argue on Sumchas, even in this case, and they say, that's a bigger Chiddush. It's a bigger Chiddush because here the Nizik is shrying, I know what happened. So maybe the Nizik should get something. At least by Sumchas, he gets half of his claim. Even in the case of body and body, even though the Nizik is saying, I know what happened, until the Nizik proves that the ox was the one that did it and not the stone, then he gets nothing in the case of the Reisha. He gets Nadam. So, oh, my Lord, Abba Bar Abba. Omar, Sumchis, Afilu, Bari, Bari. Why are you telling me that our Mishnah is recording Dafka Shitas Chachamim against Sumchis? Because really they argue even in Bari, Bari. And the Chachamim insists that Hamaitz Mechavet Olavaraya. Ooh, here he's saying the opposite. He's saying maybe Sumchis will agree in this case. What is the Mazik saying? That I know that I did not give you damage. Adarabba, maybe Sumchas will agree with the Chachamim. Why are you bringing our Mishnah to their own Machloikas? Maybe you know why Sumchas says Cholkin, because the Mazik is admitting it could be I owe you money, in the case of the fetus. The Mazik is saying, could be, could be my ox caused it, I just don't know. So maybe that's why Sumchas says, you don't know, pay half. But when the Mazik is shouting, I know that I did not do the damage, then Avada everyone will hold on, 
And if that would be the case, then Sumchas would be in agreement of the Chachamim. Then our Mishnah has nothing to do with their argument. The fact that you are bringing in the Machleka Sumchas and the Chachamim, and you're saying that Zoy Soy Medes, that they also argue in the case of Bari your Bari, and Rebbe who wrote the Mishnah wrote Das Chachamim, not Sumchas, how do you know that Sumchas holds that? in, I know that. That Omar Sumchas, Afilu, Bari your Bari. And Adara, but that's the whole thing of the Mishnah. Our Mishnah is speaking about body your body. And our Mishnah is Dafkin not Sumchas. It's only Das Chachamim. Umimaidim asnisim body your body who says the Gemara, maybe our whole Mishnah, our Mishnah, let's say, is, is speaking about the Machlaikis. Okay, say our Mishnah is Shama Vashama. To which Rabbi Abad Abba says, Diktani, look at the words of the Mishnah. Ze'oimer Shoir Chahizik, Ze'oimer Loi Ki was the stone. So he's insisting that our Mishnah is speaking about body or body. Why? Because these are the words of the Mishnah. The words of the Mishnah is, the Nizik says, Shoircha, Ki'ilu, I know. And the Mazik says, Loi Ki, no, not, it was the opposite. And Rabkhiya Barabba is insisting that our Mishnah is only Das Chachamim and not Sumchos. Just like they argue in the Braisa, where there was an inherent doubt, they also argue even in a case where it's body or body. And now the Chiddush is going to chop that even those sumchas can say, if the mazik is saying, buddy, I don't owe you money, prove otherwise. He says, no. Bazdan has an inherent doubt. No one has Adam. The scenario that they see is a scenario of doubt. You know, it's not like Tresavus points out, even according to sumchas, if someone runs into Bazdan, and I'm wearing my jacket, and says to me, I owe him the jacket. The jacket is his. If sumchas won't say, because when Bezdin looks at the case, they see me as the Muhzak. Everyone will hold in such a case, no matter what, body, body, shall, it doesn't matter what the claims are being said. If what Bezdin sees is that I am the Muhzak on my jacket, I get to keep it. He wants it. The question is, is what, when Bezdin sees a scenario, the scenario that Bezdin sees is of doubt. So Rabkhiya Barabba is insisting that even in such a case where a mazik and an izik both shout, buddy you buddy, even here, Sumchas holds, Cholkin, and the Chachamim hold, and that's what the Mishnah, the Mishnah is recording only Shitas Chachamim, says the Gemara, Mask of Lord of Papa, against Rabkhiya Barabba, if you are learning Shat and our Mishnah, buddy you buddy, for the Seifa to fit with the Reisha, the Seifa also has to be body you body, Ema Seifa. Don't forget, the Reisha and the Seifa means the Reisha, meaning the case where the Mazik is shrying, I owe you nothing, because the, the stone did it. And now the Seifa is all of the cases where the Mazik for sure will have to pay. The only question is, how much will he have to pay? So let's give an example. And he's quoting, the Gemara's quoting the Seifa, not Mamish the Seifa. The Seifa here is the second line from our top of the Amit. And what will be the case of the Seifa? Here is a case where the, the two animals belong to the same owner. And they are pursuing one animal. But who was pursuing the one animal? A large one and a small one. The Nizik is saying the words, Godel Hizik. How did we explain it? Because both of the animals are Tam. And a Tam only pays Mei Gufai. Not only only Chatzinezik, but Mei Gufai. And if the Nizik wants to recoup at least the Chatzinezik, it will only work if the Godoil of the Mazik did it. 
Because it's big, it has the value. So the Nizik is saying Gadol Hizik. And the Mazik is saying Loi Ki Elokotim Hizik. Or the next case, we're again quoting from the Mishnah, Echotam Echad Muad. Nizik says Muad Hizik. And the Mazik says Loi Ki Elotam Hizik. And on this, the Mishnah says, Hamoitzi Mechavere Olavarayon. That you have to bring a proof. Now, what does that mean he has to bring a proof? So we're, the Gemara is saying something that actually at the end of this Amud we will change. But the initial understanding of Amoitzi Mechaveri Olavaraya means, and now what? That Ha Loi Maisaraya, if the Nizar cannot bring a proof, then what? Then what? No, then he gets the lesser amount. That's the understanding. Not that he gets nothing. It's not the case of the rock and the ox. If it's the rock, he gets nothing. But here we know, like we said, there are Adim that say that an ox did the goring. The only question is, which ox did the goring? And again, the Havamina here, it's not a Havamina here. We're going to learn later, we're going to learn Pshat different. But the initial understanding is, doesn't mean the Nizah gets nothing. It means he only gets the lesser amount, the amount that the Mazik is saying. That shakal. Well, get something. That cannot be Pshat in our Mishnah. If it's a case of Shema or Shema, I'm happy. If no one knows what really happened, so the Nizak is suggesting, maybe it happened, that the Godel was the one that was the Mazik. Maybe. And the Mazik is saying, well, maybe the cotton. That, that would work. But if the Reish of the Mishnah is Bari Ubari, the way that Chiyabarav is learning, for him to say that Sumchus even argues there, which means the whole Mishnah has to be Bari Ubari, Bari Ubari, the way we interpret it, will not work. Why not? Now we're going to learn a Gavaldikidin. There's a din of Rabo Barnosan, as I'll explain in a moment. And if our Mishnah is body, you body, name it, to have it, to you, to Rabo Barnosan. What does Rabo Barnosan hold? Look at this case. That the Reuven is telling Shimon, I gave you, I lent you wheat. Give it back. And Shimon is saying, You gave me barley, not wheat. And he responds, no, I gave you wheat. I'm speaking it out that way according to many of the Shina. Not only do we say, he doesn't own wheat. Rabbi Barnasson says, he doesn't even have to give him the barley. Why? Because when the, the claimer is claiming not barley, I gave you wheat. Using the words of Rashi, even though the other side, Shimon, is being moida that he owes him barley, Reuven and Shimon, Reuven was Michael the barley. Because when he insists, no, it wasn't barley, it was wheat, he's saying, what you're saying is not. Now, he has to prove that he gave him wheat. If he can prove he gave him wheat, he'll get the wheat back. But one thing, until he brings the proof, not only does he not get the wheat, because he does not even get the barley. Potter completely. So now, if, if our Mishnah's body you body, then our Mishnah's mamish at the Yuftan Because if the Nizak is saying, I know that the Gadol was the one that was Mazik, the Nizak is saying that. The Mazik is saying, no, I know that it was the cotton. And therefore, Chatzinezik, you only get from the cotton. You, don't, you won't even get the Chatzinezik, but you'll get, you'll get the whole cotton. It's going to cover like, a third of the Nezik. And he's shrying, buddy, buddy. No, it wasn't the cotton. It was the gadol. So the fact that he's saying it was not the cotton, he forfeits the cotton. The gadol he won't get because Hamaytzim Mechaveri, all of Araya. 
Based on this presumption that Amoitzim Chaveri Olavadayim means that he only gets the lesser amount, but according to Rabbi Barnasan, in a case of body you body, he should get zero amount. So if our Mishnah's body you body, which is about Rabbi Chiyabarava saying, and he's insisting that Sumchus disagrees with our Mishnah, and our Mishnah is Dafka de Chachamim, our Mishnah cannot be body you body, because if it is, Tiyufta de Rabbi Barnasan, Elot must be in order for Rabbi Barnasan not to be Tiyuftid, our Mishnah is speaking about a case of body Vishema. And, 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 and therefore, before we explain what would be the case, who is saying buddy, who is saying Shema, how would it not be a Tiyuf that the Gemara is going to speak out? But all of Rav Papa is pointing out against you, Rabchia Barabba. Uh, you, Rabchia Barabba, are insisting that Sumchas and the Chachamim don't only argue in the case of the fetus, but even in a case where it's buddy, you buddy, they still argue, Nisht. Not true. That even Sumchas will agree. That body u body, that hamoitzim chaveri olavarayim. The only reason why he says yachloiku is because the one who potentially owes the money is admitting that he might owe. Amoida, I might. I just don't know. So Sumcha says something logical. If you are moida, you might owe. You're not such a big muhzik on the money. Cholken. <laughs> The, 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 the Shem, any times that the Mazik is not insisting that he's not a Mazik. Wherever the one who potentially owns money, if he is saying, if he, Sumchas only says, Yachloiku, where the potential owe-er is Maida, I might owe. Ah, you might owe, pay half. But whenever you say buddy, then even Sumchas is Maida. Now, but, but, but now, now we just have to work out the Mishnah. Who, buddy Vishama and our Mishnah, let's work this out how that happened. Says the Gemara, the Ka'amar buddy man, the Ka'amar Shema man. Who is saying buddy, who is saying Shema? So it's not so simple. In order for it to not be yufted, Rab we have to work it out. So let's work it out. Akatom, inayme the Ka'amar Nizik buddy. If the Nizik, the one who wants to get the money, saying, I know that your Gadol did it, if that would be the case, it's still a Tiyufta. Even if the Mazik is saying Shema, the Nakuda of Rab Nosan is that when the one is insisting, it's not what you're saying. I know. If you're saying, I know it was the Gadol, he's saying it was not the cotton. To get from the Gadol, he has to bring a Raya. He won't even get from the cotton because he's saying, buddy. So it's still a Katalim at the Rab so the only way you'll work it out, this is important, the Nizak has to be the one saying, listen, I don't know what happened. But could be the Gadol did it. Why should I get Chatzinezik from the cotton and I don't even get the Chatzinezik? Maybe the Gadol did it. Oh. So here he's not Moichal anything. He's not Moichal anything. And the Ka'amar Mazik, and the Mazik is the one that's saying, buddy. And that would take a work. It would work, Sai, to emphasize that Sumchas, by buddy who buddy is Moichal our case of the Mishnah is Bari and Shema. And our Mishnah is not going to be a Tayufta to Rabba Barnasan. But if this Bari Vishema is the Mazik is the one that's saying Bari, the problem is that the next case of the Mishnah won't work. This is fantastic. Me, the safe and Nizik Shema. The Mazik is the Bari. So Reisha, it should be the same, should also be Nizak Shema, U Mazik Bari. But that doesn't work. The Nizak is saying Shema. What is the Nizak saying? That. That no, one second. The Nizik is saying that it could be your ox did it. The Mazik is saying that I know, I know that that it was nothing. Mazik is saying it was a rock. 
When the Garnashulik. In a case of body and Shema, Sumchas is disagreeing. That what? What would Sumchas hold? If Sumchas disagrees with our Mishnah, then the Mazik is saying, I know it was not my axe. I owe you nothing. The Nizik is saying, maybe, maybe what? Maybe it was, maybe it was the stone. What will Sumchas say over here? We, just, we are emphasizing that Rav Papa doesn't hold that, that he argues by body your body. That Sumchas agrees that if the Mazik is insisting, I do not owe you money, he pays nothing. And Sumchas should agree with that. That for Omar, Sumchas, Afilo, Baha, the Yisrael, Hashmin, and Deloi, Gavaldik. If our Mishnah's body, Veshema, then in the case where the Mazik is the one that's saying body, Sumchas will also agree. That's his whole point. Everyone, there's no, there's no need for the whole Mishnah. Everyone holds Hamaytzim Mechaveda all of Araya. If the Mishnah is telling you a Chiddush that not like Sumchas, Sumchas doesn't disagree according to Rav Papa, who disagrees with Rav Chiyabar Abin, who holds that Sumchas only says Chalkin when the Mazik is Moedah, he might owe. If the Mazik is insisting he does not owe, everyone holds according to him, even Sumchas, that Hamaytzim Mechaveda all of Araya. Everyone holds he pays nothing. There's no need for the whole ratio of the Mishnah Pshita. So what the Gemara is going to say is that it must be, according to Rav Papa, that the Seifa, as we spoke out, has to be that the Nizik is saying Shema and the Mazik is saying Bari. The Nizik is the one saying Shema because if the Nizik is saying Bari, according to Rabbi Bar Nassim, he'll get zero. And we understand Pshat and Amish, is he'll get the lesser amount, but he'll get something. The Reisha is speaking about a case where the Nizik is the one that's saying Bari and the Mazik is saying Shema. And Taka, in the case where the Mazak is saying Shema Lissumchus, Chalkin. So the Mishnah is telling you within that the Chachamim disagree with Sumchus. And even when the Mazak says Shema, Hamaitz Mechavein, all of our I says the Gemara of Ahoy, Loy Damia, Rachel, Seifa. We always want, when the Mishnah is teaching you Dinim, that they should all be speaking about more or less the same scenario. And here you're telling me that in the Rachel, the Mazak is saying Shema. In the Seifa, the Nizak is saying Shema. So they answered, that doesn't matter. It's considered the same type of scenario. The Mishnah is giving cases where it's a body v'shema. Now who is the one saying body? Who is the one saying shema? We don't care. It's considered the same category. Body v'shema, shema v'body, chad milsehi. Body u body, shema u body, tvei milanino. Our Mishnah is never body u body, as we spoke out. Because for the Seifah not to be at the Yuftar, it has to be there's a shema. The Nizek is saying shema. Because when the Nizek says, I know what my kind is correct, which means you are this, you're dissing the time of the mazik, then the mazik doesn't have to pay anything. And our Mishnah implies that he does have to pay. So the Seifah's body v'shema, the Reisha's body v'shema. However, where's the Reisha body v'shema? The mazik is saying shema. Which is why Sumchas holds Yachleiku. Which is why the Mishnah was taught to tell you that the Chachamim disagree with Sumchas, which we know they do. That even when the mazik says shema, and even here, anymore, even the Nizik is saying, buddy, so we have a machlaikas, this is important. In Amoyrayim, where does Sumchas argue with the Chachamim? Rabchia Bar Abba holds that their machlaikas is amplified even to a case of buddy, you buddy. Sumchas always says, which is a big chiddish. Again, when? When Bezdin has a doubt. That's what we're emphasizing. Tracer speaks it out. But if Bezdin sees someone wearing a jacket, even if someone is shrying in Bezdin that it belongs to them, 
No one is going to hold. Sumchas won't hold that I have to give him half of my jacket. Here I'm clearly the Musik. It's only in the scenarios where Beisdom doesn't know what happened. So according to Rabbi Chiyabar Abba, even my body, your body, you say, Yachloiku l'sumchas. Good. Very good. Says now the Gemara in two da'ahs. Kufa, we learn. Let's learn the din of Rabba. Of Rabba bar Nason. Of Rabba bar Nason. This is also a gewaldic din of Rabba bar Nason. That Tohan, Chitim, Ohid, Loi, Besoidin. Reuben and Shimon. Reuben tells Shimon, I gave you Chitim. Uh, I gave you wheat. Shimon says, you gave me Soidin. He agrees that he gave him something, but it's not the same. And let's word again. And Reuben says, no, it was not Soidin. It was Chitin. So Rabbi Barnasan says, Shimon doesn't even have to give him Soidim. Not only does he not have to give him the Chitim, but you, you're using the words of Rashi, by you insisting it was Chitim, you were Moichel to Soidim. I, Shimon, I'm saying I got Soidim. But when you said no, not, it was something else, that is an act of Mechila. If you were Moichel to Soidim, Shimon doesn't have to give him anything. Asks the Gemara Ma'ikum Ashmulon, who even needed Rabbi Bar Nason? L'choira Tanina, it's a Mishnah. Now the Mishnah is not speaking about whether he's exempt from paying even the Soidim. This is the classical Mishnah teaching you the din of Moide B'mixas. There's a rule that if someone admits the part of the claim, that's one of the cases where Yechayv Shvua Midoiraisa. So however, when do you have a case of Moide B'mixas? Let's say money. Reuven tells Shimon, you owe me $100. Shimon tells Reuven, I don't owe you 100 I owe you 10 I owe you 50. He's moida in some of what the claim against him was. Or let's speak about a case of wheat. Reuven tells Shimon, I gave you a pound of wheat. Shimon says, you gave me, a, I only got a half a pound of wheat. That's called the moida b'mixas. However, says the Mishnah, if the taina wasn't chitin, and he admits, but he admits to soidim, he's exempt from a shvua. Says the Gemara that l'choida from this din, you will already know the din of Rabbah. Because since we consider Chitinim and Soidim two completely different things, so it should be the next logical step that Pater Legamri. So the Gemara says, no, it's not the next logical step. If he only would have learned the Mishnah of Moedim B'mixas, I would have said that Pater means he's exempt from the Mechitim. And he doesn't even have to take an oath because he was Kaifer Hakal on the Chitim. But V'chayvid Me Soidim. So for that, Rabbi Barnasan is telling you that the Potter Legamri. Now let's go back to our Mishnah. Now we're going to see that the Gemara is going to learn Pshat and the Mishnah Hamaitzim Chaveru Olavaraya different than what we learned it in the previous sugi. Says the Gemara. Tonight we learned in our Mishnah. Now we're going into the real, what we would call the Sefer, even the further part of the Mishnah, where the Nizakin was Shnayim, where the Mazik owned two animals, Reuben owned two animals that they were the damagers, Shimon owned two animals. That they both got damaged. The question is, which one damaged which? And on that, the Mishnah says again, which implies that if Shimon cannot prove which one did it, then Shakil only Kedah Amar Mazik. But he gets Kedah Amar Mazik, asks the Gemara, why would he get anything? Amai, chitim, v'so'oidim, ninu. It should be the case of chitim and so'oidim. And here, the question is, what did we answer before? What did we answer before? We learned before, Bari v'shema. Here we are learning, Pshat in the Mishnah, that each one is making a Bari u'bari, 
The Nizik is claiming, I know that your big one damaged my big one. That your small one damaged my small one. And if he makes such a claim, then he should get nothing. And the Mishnah seems to be implying that he gets at least the minimal taino. Interprets the Gemara, no. Don't learn Pshat in the Mishnah of is that he gets the lesser Mazik's claim. The Mishnah actually is telling you that he gets nothing. Ah, if that's the meaning of so then what was the whole thing we had before in the Gemara? That it must be Bada Vishema, it's not Bada Vibadi. Learn before Pshat that it's body of a body, and he gets nothing. So Rashi beautifully says the following. Look inside the last Rashi of this Amr, it goes on to the Aflamidvav. Roy little, I maisa raya in, and Eloi maisa, he won't get anything. The Eloi Eloi maisa raya. I velitidak mina, why don't we make the diok, kidukodaikta, turning to the Aflamidvav, ulahachi moikim lahachi, velimoikim la kidukim lumitsiyasali el benizik shemo mazik body. Why didn't you say that that's not the meaning of the Mishnah? Learn the same shot over here. That the Nizak is only saying Shema. He'll get something. He's not saying to the Mazik, it's not like you're saying, it is the way I'm saying. Maybe he's saying, maybe. And maybe, all of he'll get to what the Mazik is being moida. That can be shot over here. Here it's not body v'shema, because the Imkain are reading the second line on Daflam and Vav and Rashi. Hainu hach. Why did the Mishnah have to give you another case where there are two animals of the Nezakin? If it's just to repeat the same din, then there's no Chiddush in the Mishnah. So the fact that the Mishnah gave you a whole other case with the same law of that has to be a Chiddush. What is the Chiddush? Here the case is not like we learned before it was Bari Vishemo. Here it's Bari Ubari in the, in the end of the Mishnah. And it's to tell you a din that if the Nizak is insisting that the Gadol was the one that damaged the Gadol, He's insisting that the Mazik says the cotton was the one that damaged the Godel. So the Mishnah is telling you a new Chiddush, which is the Din of Rabbah. The Nizik gets nothing. He doesn't get the Chatzin Nezik or whatever he can get from the cotton because the Nizik is saying the Godel did it. Okay, prove the Godel did it. And until you prove that, you don't get anything from the Godel. So not from the cotton, not from the Godel. I, Vahatanya, we learned the Braisa that adds to the words of the Mishnah. And it says clearly, Hareza Mishtalim ala cotton min ulo Godel cotton. That he will get paid at least the minimum amount from the cotton. Ah, so answers the Gemara that the Bryce is only speaking about a case, the Tafas. Ah, the din of Tfisa. Machlekes Vishainim. Let's learn Shat Tfisa that before they went to the Beisdin, before they went to the Beisdin, the Nizog grabbed something of value of the Mazik. And that which he grabbed covers at least. If Taked the cotton was the one that was Mazik the Godel. So like we said, let's say the Godel's Nezik was $100. Tom, how much should he get paid really? 50 The problem is, is that the Mazik's animal is not even worth 50 Let's say it's worth 25 He chopped something that, that is worth 25 That he gets to keep. Whatever he chopped, if, it, if it's not more than the Chatzin, he gets, why does he get to keep that? Because let's call the Shita Srashi. Why do we say Rabbi Barnasan's din that he doesn't even get the Su'ayrim? Not, not he gets the Chitim. Uh, he's being Moida, so let him get Su'ayrim. Because he was Moichel the Su'ayrim, you can only be Moichel something that's not under your jurisdiction. Once you have it in your jurisdiction, you can be Mafkarit. If you make a formal declaration of Hefkar, you can give it away as a gift. But just by saying, I'm Moichelit, Mechila doesn't mean you don't own it. So when, in this case, since the Nizik, who's the one that wants to get the payment. If he already seized something from the mazik, 
let's learn that seizing only works before they go to base, then that's another whole discussion. So the whole logic of Rabbi Barnasan is, he's patalagamri because he was Michael. If you already took it, you can't be Michael. You can make it hefker. You can give it back to him. He's not doing any of this. He's not giving it back to him. The Nizik is demanding, I want to get more money. Because the Gadol was the one that was Mazik. But you don't say patalagamri because of Tvisa. And likewise continues the Gemara in the last part of the Mishnah. The Tanan, we learned again in the Mishnah, the other example. And the Nizik is saying, And the Mazik is saying, And the Mishnah said, Which implies, He'll at least get the way the Mazik gets. And again, this should be Tiyufta. Of Rab And again, like Rashi, this whole din of the end of the Mishnah cannot be Bari Vishama because Pshita. Why are you repeating the same din? Here it's a din of Bari Ubari. And that's the whole Kiddush of the Mishnah that even by Bari Ubari he gets something. So here we have the same answer. Yeah, that's what the Mishnah meant. He gets zero. I, Vahatanya, there's a Braise that clearly said not that he gets nothing. At least the cotton gets the muad. He gets covered full damage for the cotton. He only gets covered half for the, for the, for the gadol. We say the tamos mazik the gadol. He gets something. I, your moichelit. So again, answers the Gemara. The is speaking about a case that you made tfisom. And again, the way we explained in Rashi, where does Rab Varnasan say is din? That he's potter legamri, not even from soedim. The ptur comes from the fact that you were moichel. Don't forget, you're moichel, you owe soedim. Why don't you have to give it? Because the claimant was Michael the Soedim. When can he be Michael the Soedim if he has nothing? I can be Michael Ochoyim. If he already took it in his possession, then just Mechila doesn't unpossess it. Hefke would work. Giving it back would work. But until you give it back, or at least you make a formal declaration of Hefke, just insisting your fight. No, 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 I gave you Chitim, I gave you Chitim, which means you're Michael the Soedim. If you have the value of the soidim, you get to keep it, which is the case of the Mishnah, Gavaldik to be continued.